0: From WERA 96.7 in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with DC area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today on our show, we have Justin Trawick, who is the singer-songwriter podcast, co-host and founder of the Nine Singer-Songwriter Series. Welcome, Justin.
1: Eliza, nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Of
0: course. So I'm very excited to have you in the studio today. You're ubiquitous in the dc uh, music scene is that good that's good yeah you're everywhere oh okay everywhere yes right. yes I miss, I
1: miss the i miss the day in, in middle school <laughs> where I learn learned ubiquitous, ubiquitous.
0: <laughs> yes everywhere all at once i uh wrote uh about concerts for a dcist for quite a while and i would see your name pop up i mean it seemed like almost every week around the area so <laughs> <laughs> so i have to ask how many times a week do you perform
1: uh, I it's more like how many times a month, okay. Um, if I'm not playing at least 10 times a month, I n- know that I'm going to struggle with paying my rent. Mm. Uh, usually one way or the other, uh, it, if there's at least 10 gigs on my schedule a month, I know that I'm not going to um be homeless the next month, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. worthy costs. Um, but for the most part, somewhere probably between like uh 12 and like 18, I my voice. Uh, Eliza sounds the way it sounds right now because I sang um I did a show yesterday and the the day before I played two shows Ooh. um it wasn't the plan originally, but someone asked me if I would be part of a, a festival that was before my evening gig, and I did that. So that was six hours of playing music in one day. Yikes. So I sound like you know, like a old lady who smoked cigarettes for like sixty years. I yeah. mean, do I do I sound mysterious? You and... do.
0: You should do some Bruce songs. I right. think Would be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so let's start a, with a little bit about your Leesburg upbringing.
1: Okay. Um, the metropolis of Leesburg. The
0: yes, yes, the <laughs> metropolis of Leesburg. Uh, I believe you got into Music, uh, or at least the singer-songwriter thing. After finding a guitar in a creepy closet, is that accurate?
1: I did. I found. A g- How much of the story can can we air on on regular radio? <laughs> um, if you
0: can look up like FCC regulations, <laughs> right? Okay. So okay. I
1: when uh, I grew up in a pre-Civil War house uh, just outside of uh, Leesburg, between Leesburg and uh, like Percival, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, If I had said this, if we talked about Leesburg 10 years ago, no one would have known out here in Arlington what Leesburg was. I mean, they would have, but they wouldn't have cared. Now, Leesburg has become this like amazing destination of like wineries and drunk buses. And
0: and outlets. And outlet malls. I worked at the Brooks Brothers.
1: Um, But uh, when I was in the summer before... Ninth grade, uh, the summer before ninth grade when I was probably around 13, my dad was at work and my mom and I were at home. And I grew up in a pre-Civil War house that had like a lot, of, a lot of creaky boards and scary rooms, um, dark spaces under the staircases. There was a uh, cemetery from the early 1800s across the street from us that absolutely was, was horrifying. There was a, an entire abandoned wo- uh, town in my woods, um, with a car that had broken down from like the, I think like maybe the 40s or the 50s that had um, with full trees grown up around it. There was a blacksmith shop that had fallen down. There was a um, post office that had been abandoned. On the, and on the second floor was knee deep in one of the rooms with cow bones that had been used for a haunted house. Um, so there were a lot. There was <laughs> a lot to be scared about. With uh, as an only child living in the country where your closest neighbors were cows and chickens. Um, sure. And one day in the summer, I was bored enough that I explored a uh, closet under the staircase going under the second floor that had always been scary to me before that. But I had, you know, this boredom, you know, usually solves a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found a guitar case and I brought it out with my mom. My dad was at work and I opened up this guitar case and um, I pulled out this old no name plywood uh, classical guitar that all the strings had broken Uh, it had been, uh, played by my dad when he was in college, well before he met my mother. Um, and my mom's like looking over my shoulder as I'm doing this and I pulled it out and I put it aside. And in every guitar case, as you might know, Eliza, there's a compartment where you can open, um, and put things like picks and strings. And I opened up that compartment, pulled out a pair of women's black satin underwear that my father had somehow, uh acquired in college
0: um <laughs> a very tastefully selected word yeah
1: yeah this was the part that I was wondering is gonna be cut out later <laughs> this is the part this will be for iTunes uh and that was my first guitar experience and here we are now
0: okay <laughs> wow so if not for that underwear
1: I might and I I, I I think about that often yeah. it wasn't the underwear that caused me to play guitar <laughs> I mean that's a that it could was be just funny there. but yes I, that was when I discovered a guitar
0: okay got it got it um And you sort of grew into a professional musician at IOTA, right? I mean, uh, sort of like an early workshop experience, or what was your experience at IOTA? uh,
1: IOTA, may it rest in peace, it's now becoming some sort of new high-rise across the street right now. Mm -hmm. Um, IOTA, I started playing there probably in 2005 um, with the open mics. I actually just saw um, two very good friends of mine, um, Ben and Cecilia, who now have two children, who... Uh, I met playing at the open mic. They were on their second date, um, and I was just kind of getting going. And uh, I think about that often. I've met a lot of good friends of mine. We sold out Iota more than more than probably about ten times. I did a live record there. I met half of my band there, um, and it was a great place. I actually was driving around um, near where my parents live now, and I um, almost literally ran my car into the other into the car of the owner of iota which i mean i didn't <laughs> but i almost did but i was like oh my god i haven't seen you in forever and and so we're due to get a beer soon Stephen. okay um, who's living out in, but where uh,
0: do you go now you can't go to iota
1: i uh i
0: galaxy hut yeah, Galaxy
1: yeah. Hut for the eggplant french fries. There you go. Ed Have you eggplant ever french? them? No. What's wrong with you? I, well, let's I stop the podcast is, now and go. It closed. is right down the
0: street from here, too. <laughs> um, yeah, and for the listeners who don't know, Iota was a, a major music destination in Arlington for many, many years that closed uh, a couple of years ago.
1: Nora Jones got started there. John Mayer got started mm-hmm. there. A lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Has a big legacy. Um, okay, and then you've got a band. I assume you still perform just like as a solo artist, but you also have Justin Trawick and the Common Good.
1: hmm I perform solo, but I prefer to be with the band. It's less lonely.
0: Okay. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. And tell us a little bit about when the band formed.
1: I mean I've been playing with a lot of the same guys since about two thousand and five when I started meeting them at IOTA or other places around town. Um, but Justin Traywick and the Common Good was a essentially kind of a uh, it was kind of a rebranding of of us because we had been slowly turning into a essentially a string band, yeah. um, and be- before that we had drums and we had electric guitar and, and we were doing literally everything from funk and rock and roll to bluegrassy kind of stuff and Americana kind of stuff. But over the it just kind of started morphing more into that Americana stuff. I stopped getting having a drummer regularly, and um, my ma- my ma- uh, electric guitar player put his guitar down for a mandolin. And we picked up a fiddle player, and um, always, we, always, we always had upright bass from the very beginning. Um, but we kind of rebranded it and wanted it to be something more specific to this sound that we were embracing uh, more her- wholeheartedly. And so uh, probably around 2014, it's been Justin Traywick and the Common Good. Um, I think my voice is degrading as we <laughs> talk right <laughs> it now. It is. This is taking a lot out of you. Um, emotionally. It's taking a lot out of me emotionally. Yes. Um, and yeah, and so we've been that. And so uh, when you and I met last year for when I was putting out this record, uh, Justin, uh, the Riverwash EP that came out last January of 2018 um, was the first um, physical release of something from my band, Justin Treywick and the Common Good.
0: Oh, so your prior releases were just, just Justin Trawick. Got it got it so that's a big deal
1: yeah and it's like i said it's way less lonely you know like even my name by itself is lonely you know like
0: (laughs) you need some words after it
1: uh, Just me in a at home in a dark room with the lights off and in a creepy
0: closet (laughs) crying yes in the fetal position um on that note let's hear a little of this is love
1: Sit alone on the pavement. I think about all the ways that your day went. Sideways, backwards, upside down. Can't get much worse than it is now. Oh, when you don't know how you got here. Whoa, when you don't know how you leave here. Hats off to the first responder. Send a back cause your heart's no longer. You never thought
0: it'd ever get to the Okay, rest. so let's talk a little bit about the nine. So the nine songwriter series. Yeah, and why did you settle on nine? Because Because I started at a place eight, (laughs) eleven.
1: Well, uh, okay, yeah, Eliza. Sometimes I wish that I started it, that I called it the seven or the eight, because it'd be a little uh, easier to handle. Sure. Um, In two thousand and eight, when near the end of uh, my very last day job before music became my day job.
0: Okay, wait, can I interrupt? What was your day job?
1: I was working for a company called Sound Exchange, which uh, collected royalties for bands and musicians that were played on the internet radio or satellite radio, like okay. AOL or XM. Okay. And I was bored at my desk because all I really wanted to be doing was not that. I wanted to be <laughs> playing music.
0: I don't understand. Like, sitting at a desk all day not making music sounds incredibly appealing. Right?
1: Do you make music? I do. But you don't. You want to be sitting in a desk, not I making don't. music. It's called sarcasm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're so, not doing good on the whole, like you know, <laughs> sarcasm. I didn't. I didn't pick up the very, cues. It's
0: very, very dry humor. Okay, go ahead. Um, so you're bored, and then
1: I, uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, a way for me and my friends to get in fr- in front of more people and into mm-hmm. better venues because, you know, as a local musician, m- many of my friends are in the same boat as me. It's, it's tough to. Um, to get into credible venues uh, because even if we could convince you know, the venues to let us play, people don't know us, so no one right. we play to an empty room. And there's nothing worse than when you're playing as a musician to nobody but the sound man and the very angry bartender. And so I pitched the, um, the talent buyer for a venue called DC9 uh, the idea of doing a collective songwriter show that we would do, that we would call The Nine. It would be The Nine at DC Nine. Because, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, you're catching. It's I'm catching. Nine, it. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. And uh, we did it there for a while. It was kind of just a side project for a while. And then we kind of just started growing bigger and expanding it to other venues around uh, DC and, and Maryland and Virginia. And smash cut to today. And um, The Nine is actually having... Uh, we're, we're celebrating its 10-year anniversary this year. Actually, it was last year, but last year I didn't have time to do it. So uh, the the 10-year anniversary show um, is at the Birchmere, mm-hmm. and we do a yearly show at the Kennedy Center um, for uh, the holiday season, and we just did a show at the City Winery in New York, which is one of the premier venues in New York City. Um, and it's had a lot of pretty big people on the show rachel Platten, who has that song called fight song mm-hmm. this is my fight song. that is
0: my daughter's favorite song yeah
1: she's been on the nine um there was a band from uh there was a band from the 90s called Wheatus that had a song called a teenage, teenage Dirtbag." Bag, of course yeah the, the lead singer of that band has been on the nine okay and, um the guitarist for Nora jones um and it's been great and it's been a lot of fun i as a full time musician it's really nice to be able to diversify what i'm doing because i think anyone could get burnt out even if they're super super into it right um so doing a podcast doing the nine having a band being able to play solo or with the full band all these things help me not get bored right and complacent
0: um tell us a little bit about your song all the places that i've been
1: all the places that I've been is inspired by my grandmother who lived to be 99. She died last, last year. And, um, it, it is a song that I, you know, my grandmother, uh, her name is Lenore, Lenore, um, Trawick. And she was born and raised in Quitman, Arkansas. Um, which was about 60 miles from Little Rock. She was born in 1919. And when she was born, the horse and buggy still existed. The car was just becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. And she lived in this tiny little town that would have been the equivalent of a no-stoplight town in a very large house that was being used as a hotel where her mother, Zula Ward, um, was the cook for and the keeper of this hotel. And her father uh, was a postmaster and kind of ran a general store. And my grandmother told the, the world's greatest stories about, you know, life uh, Her for her growing up. The greatest generation, Tom Brokaw wrote a book years ago, sure. ago called The Greatest Generation, the World War II generation, like our grandparents. And, um, you know, she was my only grandparent and I was her only grandchild. And we were very close. And um, we did all kinds of historical things together. We went to Civil War battlefields and st- stuff like that. Um, and so probably, I don't know, probably... 10 years ago, I, I wrote a song that was inspired by her, but not about her or my family. It's about a fictional guy in real history. Um, and about, mm, about two-thirds of the way through the song, um, the the story forks. And I stop talking about the guy, and I start talking about... Um, history that's happening kind of a we didn't start the fire kind yeah that's of, kind what I was of, way. of when I was listening to it right? um, and what you have to remember when you're listening to that is the guy is existing he's his his fork um is is still happening while I'm talking about all these other things and, and then it comes back together for kind of like a, a finale of something that happens in history
0: and that won you a uh, Washington area music award
1: yeah the whammies I, I won a whammy for that in like I think like 2013 uh, 2012 or 13 I'm mm-hmm. trying to think I, I Oftentimes My um, Time is measured By how many Ex-girlfriends ago Something was <laughs> And I'm fairly sure That that was about Three and a half Because there are just
0: So many It's just I can't You know It's like the fall of 2013 Versus the winter of 2013 There's like about seven And it got it
1: Yeah there was like three and a half Or four and a half Ex-girlfriends <laughs> okay. ago So I can't remember
0: Okay And I understand You're going to play the song for us Or a little bit of the song
1: Sure Uh Yeah, I'll play that song. That's a good song for us to play. I'll do that.
0: Okay, great.
1: And I feel my mind is failing. And I think my skin is growing thin. And I wonder if I'll remember all those places I have been. And I ain't walked tall in ages. My back just don't bend that way. My hair was once receding, but now it's all gone away. And I was born in Oklahoma On a farm outside of town And I spent my days out wandering In the fields behind our house And I wondered what was out there Beyond the fences of our home And I left town for the army I turned eighteen years old And I remember what it felt like as I raced on to the shore the cool breeze and the salt air June sixth, nineteen forty four and I watched my friends get mowed down and by the Mausers on the hill. And I don't know how I made it, but I thank God that I did. And I found myself near D.C. When the war was finally done. And I got myself a family. And a wife and three young little ones. And I ran for public office. Becoming mayor of my town. My parents stood right by me. And my wife said she was proud. And we lived through the Truman Doctrine, as Jackie took the field. And the Rosenbergs were sentenced, and segregation was repealed. And Roses sat in silence, and Elvis sang a song. And the Cuban Missile Crisis marked the final days of John. The Beatles crossed the ocean And Dr. King was shot and killed Oh, Nixon left his office Oh, as the radio star was killed And the Challenger exploded Oh, an Oklahoma cried Thirteen people died by two troubled kids I'm mine. New I feel my mind is failing And I think my skin is growing thin And I wonder if I, I remember All those places I have been
0: You're listening to Formative Tracks on WERA 96.7. I'm Eliza Burkon. So, before we move on to your top 5 songs, I want to know a little bit more about your podcast, The Circus Life, and I'm trying to think back if you are pot you're possibly, I can't say this authoritatively.
1: Now do it, do it authoritatively. I'm
0: going to authoritatively say that you're the only guest on this show with to an date. unsuccessful podcast. What yeah. What would you say with an unsuccessful? <laughs> Come on. Uh, With a podcast at all, I believe. I'll have to double check my records. But anyway, um, The Circus Life, Mm -hmm. which I have to say on the way over to the studio, I was listening to Faithfully by Journey. It came up on 80s on 8 on um, Sirius XM. And Mm -hmm. uh, do you know there's a Circus Life lyric in I think the second verse of that? And I thought, is that the basis for Circus Life?
1: I try to model most of my life after Journey yes, songs. Yes, as
0: anyone would. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, so I'm I'm uh, hyper aware of everything about Journey. And okay. So my, yeah, absolutely. I knew that. I actually that's on it's, it's actually on the lower back, tattooed on me. That lyric. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. Come it's on. Not. Okay, but actually, were you were? I mean, no, tell us about. No, I have about, no idea. You were, let's you were just focus me on if, the name for a minute. The name.
1: A, I have a song called "The Circus Life." Okay. I, I think oftentimes the best names for any product i uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure we could google this and find uh, advice that that uh, supports my point I'm about to make mm-hmm. the best names for any product or names that don't mean anything um Kay. and the circus life is a as a title of a song that I have and I thought was a good idea to to, to uh, name the podcast well, largely just the fact that it could mean anything mm-hmm. you know the circus life is it's generally meaning um, you know, a crazy life, a a active life, Right. you know, lots of things going on. Who knows what's going to be next?
0: So you have a co-host for that show, right?
1: I had, I had you ha- one. You had, now His, you do it solo. I do it solo. Sean Russell is a very good friend of mine and he just got real busy and I got real busy. And, um, and he is, uh, a sound engineer. Uh, you can look him up. I suggest using Sean. Sean actually just uh, edited a n- brand new live YouTube video that I just put out uh, this past weekend uh, for a song called Five and Dime. He just did the mixing of it, okay. um, the audio mixing. Um, no, but I do the Circuits Life now on my own, which is actually really cool. It's a, it's a change from what we did before because what we did before had a lot more production because Sean is an actual engineer and I'm mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. I don't so the that.
0: standards have been lowered. Oh, much more. Making lower. things much easier. Oh yeah, Got
1: absolutely. It. it sounds like I'm recording a podcast in a bathroom. Okay, I'm all um, for low standards. But uh, the nice thing is that like I have this cool little Apogee USB mic that plugs directly into my phone, and I can do it from anywhere. Um, people come over to my house. I can do it from you know I've done it from my car. I have done it from people's apartments. The park?
0: Have you done a park?
1: Have I done it in a park? I I, I feel like there's. Shirley a park i've done 250 episodes
0: what about a mcdonald's <laughs> or other eatery
1: uh i have done it in an eatery i've done it next to a construction site and actively c- constructing something and that I'm was sure a terrible audio idea that, that was, was awful uh one of the last podcasts i did recently was in this woman's apartment in um the upper east or west side of new york she's not is, the same i know she is the singer for yanni and um she uh, her name is lauren she's awesome and then one of the more recent ones was a woman who is the w- in the first violin section of the Kennedy Center um, Opera. And uh, so I just like meeting people and finding out, you know, finding cool people in their cool jobs and cool yeah. stories.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that format makes it uh, great. I mean, because you can be on the go. You can meet them at their job, etc. cetera. Uh, some of your guests include uh, Senator Tim Kaine, um, Richmond Art pop singer Angelica Garcia, who I heard recently. Was very mesmerizing,
1: uh, and, and she was awesome. Tim Kane. Okay, so truthfully, I do have to correct you. He was not on the podcast. Oh, what we? Well, I was
0: deceived. I saw a photo of. I think you guys were both in the photo. Mm, it was oh, yes. on the podcast page. You were
1: deceived. Uh, I put a photo of my. So you could uh, oftentimes with when we you do a podcast, right, right? You you can choose the photo for your your photo to represent the photo for that episode. Sure. And I was telling a story about doing a live uh. Facetime. Oh, I keep screwing this. Up. Facebook Facebook live live performance Uh with Tim Kaine. Okay. Because my band a couple months ago at the beginning of this year um, we played his inauguration party for his senatorial inauguration. Okay. And um, we became kind of like pen pals. Literally. Mm -hmm. I have a...
0: Literally, you mean you literally write letters with pens and paper? No, like, I like have email? his Hotmail
1: email, and we email back and forth. Right, and, it, like, he writes notes. me okay. back, and he's, like, from Tim's iPad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what are you writing about?
1: <gasps> I mean, when uh, when we did his inauguration, like, I, I was emailing back and forth with his assistant. And his assistant was taking out his email because they didn't want me to just be able to email the United States Senator from Virginia just sure. haphazardly yeah, as one should but at one point they forgot to take his email out and I just kind of st- was staring at that email for a good five or ten minutes going I wonder what would happen if I just re-added his email to this email thread yes. and then suddenly we were talking about dentistry and um <laughs> All kinds of interesting things, our favorite songs. He sat in with us when we played his inauguration party. And when it was all over, uh, very much kind of like a date would be, yeah. um, Eliza, I emailed him and I'm like, I had a good time. And he <laughs> wrote me back and he's like, I had a good time too. We should do this again. And so um, we...
0: You didn't send flowers though.
1: No, but we. what we did was we planned a um, an event that had a small audience in a in the Democratic National Campaign Committee uh, conference room on Capitol Hill where we performed on Facebook Live um, three songs. One blue song from a a guy that he was a big fan of. My band learned that song. We did I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston with with the band with him singing. And we did my song called The Bright Side with him singing um, and me singing. And uh, it was super cool. And one of the, the, uh, the Whitney Houston song is up on YouTube.
0: I will definitely check that out, yeah. as, as our listeners should. <laughs> I, so he's a vocalist. Is he also plays, or well, it's
1: kind of like how like uh, it's kind of like how Bill Clinton played saxophone okay. Th- periodically. Okay. Um, it was kind of like a thing to make him look more human. Uh-huh. And um, Tim Kaine, Senator Tim Kaine, is a harmonica player, oh. and he's a good harmonica player. Okay. <laughs> and he has used that to his incredible advantage. He yeah. goes to. Uh, political events or public events and he sits in with the bands that are playing at his events um and he can sing and he like uh he he he, well you know he played with us um at his inauguration party there's a video of him at his inauguration party on our youtube we're doing um never we're doing never been to spain by three dog night which elvis covered later um and it's great awesome.
0: Okay, so he was never on the show, but you have shared a stage with Senator Tim Kaine.
1: We've shared two.
0: Two stages. Okay, I think that kind of beats being on the show. That's true. Okay, so let's get to your top five. Okay, so your first pick was Big Blue Sea.
1: Oh, yeah, Bob Schneider.
0: Yes, and you said you tapped into this when your cousin sent you the CD because he, I guess, lived locally, like they're both from Austin, that type of thing.
1: Oh, my cousin's from Louisiana, but he, he lived okay. in Austin for years. Okay. Um and uh my cousin i'm an only child and my my closest thing growing up to a sibling was my cousin 20 years older than me Mm -hmm. and exactly 20 years older than me and wendell um when i was in middle school and high school um had some somewhere around late middle school early high school had moved to austin um and loved it austin was great and Uh, There is a radio station in Austin called KGSR, and KGSR is a um, members-supported radio station, meaning like not clear channel, like they can play whatever they want. People kind of like WTA or this station, really, right? right? WRA, where like they, it's member-supported. So because it is, they don't have any rules on what they play or can't play. So they play cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And every year, KGSR uh, during Christmas time puts out a compilation record of all of the live performances from touring artists that came on the show, kind of like me and played live. Um, and my cousin started sending me that every year for like 10 years straight, starting in high school, um, for Christmas. And that's where I discovered among other people, I discovered, um, Bob Schneider with, uh, he played, which is probably still his biggest song. He played, um, a song called big blue sea, uh, which is cool. And, um, Really, kind of tapped into not just me being a performer, me being a songwriter, but also like very much a stylistic thing. Like it was, it was kind of a wordplay kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like Jason Mraz or anything. Sure. Um, and uh, I thought that it was really cool. So I really got into him. And I have now since opened for him a couple times. I've befriended his. Agents, I've, uh, you know, everyone has a huge influence, you know, one way or the other. You're, you're a writer. I'm sure that you have people that influence you. And he's, he was one of my very early ones. Him, him, and Annie DeFranco.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear this complete episode, visit mixcloud.com. And to hear the songs featured on this show, visit the Formative Tracks Spotify playlist.